have the Ayatollah of Fantasy Rock and Roller with us today, Adam Rank. How are you doing, Rank? You look great in person, and I just can't wait to next year where we can pack it full of 25,000. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. I know it's Ball Guy's Day. It would be in rank. I mean, I'll be late. This is the Dynasty Vipers Viper Cast. And on today's show, joining me as always, Major Caldwell's in the house. But hey, we're not here to talk about Major. We are here to talk about our guests. And on this week's show, we welcome arguably the most underfollowed juggernaut in the fantasy verse when it comes to Debbie and Dynasty formats, as well as fantasy analysis of high school prospects. There is no one better than Fantasy Point's very own Wes Huber. Thanks for joining us today, Wes. Yeah, my pleasure, guys. It's uh, you know, it's always uh, it's always an honor, and you know, we met up at the uh, the expo, and and you know, I was impressed, man, tossing your your football IQ around. There may be a expo related question a little bit later as we go behind the grind. So let's kick this off right off the get go because this is how we bring it each and every week on the behind the grind. We need to know. What would that intro music be for Wes Huber if he was coming down to the ring or coming into the ninth inning to close out a ball game? What is that music that kind of introduce you to the people? Well, if, if if I'm coming, if I'm coming down the, if I'm coming out onto the field to to close the ninth, I mean, I'm gonna have to pull out some Eminem. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> he he gets a bad rap for his for his newer stuff, but I like it, man. I I just I I like I like uh, I like hip hop and. Um, but you know, I, as long as it's not country, I'm happy to be honest. So, uh, I even like, I'll even dabble in some, uh, some classical music when I'm working, you know, so I, I'm just, I, I just enjoy good music as long as it doesn't have a, a nasally twang to it. <laughs> hey, we got the same taste, man, that, that the, the country, because of that, the part you said, the, the nasally twang, hey, that's the part you that leave the twang out of this. Okay? Leave the twang out of this. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't the, the frequency doesn't work with my, my ears for some reason. Like I, I get what they're saying, but it's that, I, I don't like it. Well, no. I'm bringing me my guitar and my cowboy hat down. Please to don't. Here. You Please, don't. <laughs> Please hey, don't. There are a few cowboy or a few country songs. They're okay. You know, but they don't have that twang, but I, I'm just like in general, I'm just, I'll just leave it. I'll just leave it out. No, I don't want it. <laughs> so Eminem, you're doing like a little, like lose yourself or, or, or uh, my name is, or what, what are you going with? You know, anything off of the, the, the Eminem show album. I love that album. I think okay. it's uh one of the greatest all time lose yourself you know it's a little overplayed but you know it's don't get don't take me wrong it's it's that's kind of stuff that gets you that gets you going no matter what but yeah i, I i'm not going to go as mainstream as that something off the eminem show or you know even the newer stuff i it's it's all good to me i'm i i, I i'll say i celebrate his entire catalog right well, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. My name is what? My name is who? My name is Wes Huber. You know, something like that. Gosh, we'll man. Go, hey, you gotta, you gotta on, give dude. it to me. Now, we've got don't that interview. Don't embarrass us in front of Wes like that. Do not do that. <laughs> I, I have no I have no problem embarrassing myself anywhere, Major. You should know this by now. But no, I'm we want to make embarrassed Wes. Though, man. 
West <laughs> when you have eight just kids, you're just used to embarrassing. <laughs> the dad jokes exactly. just keep rolling off. Huh? <laughs> Ninety-seven foster kids. I mean, come on, man. You, you just embrace it all. But hey, what's that one guilty pleasure? Not to embarrass you or anything, but we no, want to embarrass not. you a little bit. What's that one guilty pleasure song? Is there like something on there? Maybe some Nicki, what's Minaj or whatever? Is there something in there that we we don't expect? He looked more like a Britney Spears guy. You know, I no, no. My wife, she's she, she. I think she follows Britney Spears on on Instagram or something. She's always telling me what she that chick's up to. Like I could care, but uh, you know, I honestly, I, I you know, I like I like girl music too. Like not not girly girly music, but like Rihanna. I think Rihanna, man, and she's so hot, man. She's so hot. Um, so I just I just like to hear that girl sing. Um, and there's you know. There's others too, um, you know. Uh, uh, Adele, Adele's got some really beautiful music, man. Um, and and some of her some of her vocals are just ridiculous. Like I just I'm just in awe of what some of these some of these men or women can do with their vocal cords. It just but you know so like Adele and then um, whoever that one chick was on a Star Is Born that crazy weird chick earlier in her career now she's more classy I forget her name but um, um Lady yeah, Gaga she, what's that is it Lady Gaga Lady Gaga exactly yeah, like yeah. I, her early music man it was just oh man just get that don't know but her newer stuff has got it's got you know so it's embarrassing but I just I, it's she's a, she's a beautiful woman she knows how to sing you know so yeah bring it man it sounds good gotcha. yeah, me and lady gaga we have a lot in common we're both beautiful we can both sing <laughs> i think you got a beat on the handlebar yeah Wes, let's let's get this thing back on track because we're we're getting derailed a little bit by matt's beauty i guess um so, so as a kid did you play um any sports and if you did how do you think that developed you as, as a person well, I grew up in Florida, and 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 as hard as it might be to believe, um, in the '80s, uh, baseball was actually bigger than football. Right. And so I I I have actually a, a deeper I have deeper roots into baseball. I was a pitcher. Ended up um, I uh, we moved to like I said I moved in with my mom when I was when I was in elementary school, um, but I stayed in Florida until I was 13, and then I did it eventually. Um, uh, leave and, and, and live with my mom for a while in, in Kentucky. And that's, that's really where uh, uh, I got into basketball and football. I played a little peewee when I was in Florida, but nothing serious. Um, I did end up playing uh, uh, baseball and basketball through high school. I tore my UCL, my arm. So I got two young boys and um, I'm coaching them. They're both quarterbacks and um, I'm coaching them the best I can. And um, man, I'm telling you, my arm aches so bad just throwing the football with them because I never, I never had surgery on it. You know, I mean, I wasn't a, I wasn't a special talent or anything, you know. Um, and uh, so my arm is, it's, it's just tore all, my elbows all tore up from, from pitching. I would throw curveballs all day long, and I don't know when I, when I uh, specifically tore it, but uh, it's tore. I know that, and it sometimes I just have to, I have to put ice on it for, and I'm just so old. I feel so old saying that 43 <laughs> and you know, it's just, uh, I'm living through my kids. Right. Yeah. You know, OS, I, I'm with you on this cause I sneeze and my back goes out. I'm not, that's how old I am. Right. We've all been there. You throw that sneeze and you're back, you're done. I mean, we're all at that age, but let's, I don't want to mean to predate you here, but a lot of your earlier work provided data 
directly to 32 NFL teams, 85 NCAA FBS schools, NBC, Fox, CBS, ESPN, the NFL Network. Now, when you look back on that, what is that sense of pride for you, knowing that your work went out to all this networks, clubs, schools? What, what's that feeling like? Well, you know, uh, yeah, I, I put in six years full time for them uh, salary pay, but um, you know, there was there was longer than that. It was it was closer to eight years at PFF. Um, yeah, when you when you include my my part time uh, work for them, and uh, you know, I gave them everything I had, one hundred percent. It was uh, it's something that that I uh, from the from the day I started working for them. Um, what it took to stay at the top at PFF uh, was at least 80 hours a week. And I, I haven't been able to shake it. It was It's like a virus. And I still do it working for Fantasy Points. And my, my bosses, I have six of them, by the way, and they all hate it. They hate that I work myself into the ground. And uh, I, I just, I'm like, it's like a virus. I, I can't get rid of it. It um, and, and I end up, I end up working, I'm working the same amount of hours now and they're all like begging me to take, um, you know, vacation. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, as far as like a, as far as like a pride, you know, it was just hard work. It wasn't, it wasn't like I went into PFF, um, and I was, I was better than anybody else. I wasn't, and I'm not better than anybody else now. Um, it, it's, it's hard work. It, it's only hard work. It's the only way to get anywhere in this life. Um, because, you know, when I was at PFF, I had, I had 300 guys that were just, just, just clawing at my eyeballs, trying to take my spot every single day. And, you know, and when I left that company, um, you know, I was, I was the director of special teams analysis and I had seniority up there with everybody except for, you know, maybe 10 other 10, 15 other guys. Um, that's a big company now. And, and, uh, you know, so I, I, I guess the pride that I take away from it is that, um, I, I was able to stay at the top for, for that, that entire period of time. And I was able to learn from, from some of the best that they ever brought through there. Um, we're talking, we're talking guys that are coaching in the NFL right now. Um, and, and, you know, uh, that, that's a big deal. And, and I learned quite a bit from them and, you know, it, it, it didn't pay, you know, it's not a situation where I'm going to go out and try to coach a college team or anything, but, uh, you know, what I want to do is I want to, I want to marry the, what I learned as, as an analyst and, 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 you know, and everything that, that those coaches taught me. And I want to marry that with, with fantasy. That's always been my dream is, is to bring the, the fantasy populace closer to uh, what an NFL team looks at on tape and, and what they're trying to evaluate. And that, that's always been something that I've, I've tried to try to, you know, model my career after. Well, one of those other guys that was over at PFF happens to be another one of those guys at Fantasy Points. I think Scott came over from the PFF kind of background at one point. What was that transition like from PFF to Fantasy Points, who happened to be presenting this show? You know, um, it was it was actually pretty seamless. Uh, it was it was a lot easier, um, especially when I was part time. When I was you know basically working as a contractor for Fantasy Points that first year. Um, it was, it was a cakewalk and I hated it. It was, it was, uh, you know, just a couple articles a week and, you know, no, I wasn't getting paid for my full time. So, uh, I, I was just, I was doing, I was, I was working behind the scenes doing other stuff that I wasn't getting paid for. I hated it. And, uh, uh, so it was a rough first year. 
Um, and, 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 and on top of that, I had a, I had a job lined up where I could have made a lot more money than I'm making, uh, as a fantasy writer, but at the same time, you know, using my degree, but that's no fun. You know, I, I, I've, this is a passion career for me. I have the greatest job in the world. So, um, but yeah, when I, when they, you know, came out and said, look, we, we don't want to lose you. We want to keep you, uh, you know, and I, I didn't even care what the dollar amount was. I was like, yep, yeah, sign me up. Let's do it. And, and so set year two with fantasy points, so much better. Uh, you know, I'm, 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 a am hard on myself. I, I, it, when I make mistakes or when I, you know, when I, when I give out bad analysis, I, I, I don't just sit, I don't just let that stuff slide by. I get, it, I get pissed at myself. I want to do better. And, uh, you know, so that's, that's been a challenge, but at the same time I work, I work for some, some tremendous individuals, guys that are, um, it just, you just, you just, you feel honored for knowing and, um, you know, and I work for a bunch of them. So, uh, it's, it's just a dream, a dream come true. No question. Let's, you just talked a, a second ago about that, uh, decision you kind of made where you had this opportunity to go left and do like the corporate professional, you know, degree career, and then end up doing like this fantasy scouting like that everyone was kind of like that's for like nerds no one's doing that it's like it's a nothing career you're never going to make anything out of yourself talk to us about that decision uh that changed the trajectory of your life yeah it was it was tough because you know i've got a i've got a family to care for um but the thing that made that made my career with pff possible is my wife's she's got a like a really good job she makes really good money um, and, and so, you know, I think that's the thing that a lot of people that go into a career at PFF or into a part-time role at PFF, um, don't realize is that the people that, um, that are able to excel through the company, they have, they have support elsewhere. They're not doing it all on their own. Yeah. They're working their butts off. Don't, don't ever question that, but I guarantee every single one of them either has some money set aside in the bank or they have, a, they have a, a spouse that's, that's earning enough money to make up for it. And I know several people that were in that situation. I didn't go around asking everybody, but, um, you know, that, that's just the way it is. And, uh, uh real quick, you know, before you go too far, talk about that conversation you had to have with your wife and you're like, I kind of don't want to do this. I really got a good feeling about this other thing. And she's like, what the hell is that? Like, what, what was that conversation like? Well, it wasn't as, it wasn't as, um, you know, it, it, it's more of a situation like she wants me to be happy, but she wants me to, 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 uh, to stick with what I'm going to choose. So, um, you know, I didn't, I, before I worked at PFF, we were, you know, obviously we've been married now for 15 years. So, um, it was, you know, long before I was working at PFF. And, um, so there was a decision prior to working at PFF to getting away from my degree and getting into analytics. And it was a similar conversation there. And then after I left PFF, you know, it was kind of like, uh, are, are, what are we doing here? Are you going to go back into your degree now? You know, and, and, and it, it didn't make a lot of sense. And, but, you know, she's, she supported me all along the way. She's such a, she's such a great woman. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I could, I wouldn't be here without her. Let's just say that there's no question. Being in the industry for as long as you have, I mean, we can go way back to the early nineties, those first uh, few football drafts and whatnot. What are the, some of the biggest changes you've seen in the industry and more particular in yourself during that time? 
Oh wow! Well, so I my first uh, my first exposure to fantasy was baseball, um, and and along the way I played it all: uh, baseball, basketball, uh, obviously football. And I've been playing college since there was there was nothing you could use online to build a college league. You had to just do it all off, offline. Um, um, you know, you could do it through a message board, but um, it you know back then we're talking dial up. It was sloppy. Um, and, and, you know, and I've, I've even done like WNBA, I, I used to do everything ESPN offered. I was one of their top ranked, uh, overall players. They used to do this like overall ranking. I used to be into it. I would do it all just to get that ranking, you know, but, um, as, as far as like some of the changes, I mean, definitely PPR was, was the big change for me that, that's when that's when football really took off for me. You know, I didn't mean I wasn't into it, but I, I but I, I I started shifting away from baseball and into uh, fantasy football when when PPR went crazy. Um, and then and then, you know, uh, and then it started out with keepers. You know, you'd keep one player, you keep two. But then when it started getting to where we're talking, you're keeping your entire roster or half your roster. That's where I was like, yeah, that's yeah. where you can use your brain to beat people instead of using beat writers and, you know, information that you got from here and there. We're talking, you got to scout for your entire roster. That's where it's at. And that's, that's what, that's where my passion is. I, I, I like, I like fantasy football and I like to draft teams and, and draft it for their careers and beyond and, um, that, that, that was the biggest one for me, but, you know, obviously another big shift was just getting away from filling out magazines to send in lineups, just going <laughs> to the internet. That was a great change for me. You know? <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Just from our previous conversations with guys like Bob Harris and Paul Charchin going through the newsletters, doing the fax machine. I love hearing about the old, making a phone call to change your lineup. Those are the days, right? When fantasy was fantasy. I don't, I don't think people quite realize what the challenge was back then just to fill out a fantasy football roster. How the waiver wire worked was literally a phone call to the commissioner based, way back when just to try and get that guy for you. Speaking of being that guy, you've been that guy for a while, especially in season, out of season. What does a typical in season versus off season look like for you? Is there an off season? I'm busier from the time when the when the regular season ends. I'm busier from then until the NFL draft than I am during the season, um, it, because I'm trying to get as much draft information together, um, you know. And I'm not just writing up scouting reports. If I was just writing out scouting notes, I could get you guys notes on every player in college football that's you know declared and that's in the draft. But I'm I'm also taking those notes and I'm writing I'm trying to write them up into articles that you can you can actually you know read through and and digest and um, and there's a lot more to that than you know if I was just writing up simple notes um, which would just be very sloppy but you know you might be able to get the point I don't know but uh, you know it doesn't mean I'm not busy during the season no I like I said it's a virus it's a, it's a, on a on a down week I'm working 65 70 hours so. Um, there's a, there's a little bit of, uh, there's a little bit of breathing room after the draft though. I'm gonna, I have a, I have a few things I'm trying to, I'm trying to finish up, but it looks like I'm going to be able to take a little vacation on Wednesday. I'm going to take a week and then, uh, I'm probably going to hold off and, 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 and wait to 
take the rest of my downtime, my kids getting out of school. Um, and I'm going to, we're going to go through some, some training and stuff and, um, you know, just trying to help him. He's, he's, he's 13. So I'm trying to, uh, you know, help him, uh, build his, his, uh, his, you know, his athleticism and stuff. So I'm going to, I'm going to help him out there and, um, Hey, I can use the, I can use the exercise myself. Well, I think those people, when you talk about your in-season stuff being your downtime, you have something over at Fancy Points right now, which I find is very unique. So I do primetime previews for all the primetime games throughout the season, a video on the Vipers Network here on the YouTube channel. Two hours, three hours plus research for a 10, 15-minute video. You have those game hubs, and you do basically every single game of every single week. I mean, it is absolutely insane. The work that you put into these, and these are some of the best articles I look forward to each and every week. After I do my video, I go on, I wait for Fantasy Points to drop the newest game hub just to kind of compare my notes to see where I'm at in comparison, see if we're seeing it similar. And I mean, I got to say, there's so much work that goes into that each and every week. So Wes, I, I don't know where you find the time to do it, man. Well, you know, it, it, they, they, they pay, well, you know, we're going to see a little change in the formula this coming year because I'm going to have my time spread out to different things. Um, we're adding uh, the college football content this year. So I'm, I'm and I'm so excited about that because um, it, it, before I ever got into writing NFL back in the, back in the day, early PFF days, um, I, I, I headlined their college football fantasy product um, and that's all I had pretty much did. I had never done an NFL um, fantasy. I had never done NFL fantasy writing and, and, and such until I got to fantasy points. But I always wanted to, of course. Um, but I'm just excited to get back into, into the roots of college football fantasy. So we'll, we'll have that as well. And I'm also going to be doing uh, a few live streams uh, and, and podcasts each week. So I'm not going to be putting in the, the crazy amount I was putting. I would write up the advanced matchups over um, probably um, 36 straight hours. I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't even sleep. I would just keep writing until it was done. I had every matchup covered, but it was just, it just took too much out of me each week. So of course, advanced matchups is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. I'm just not going to write up uh, as many players on each matchup, but uh, at the same time, I'm going to, I'm going to be providing, um, you know, different, different sources of, uh, of the, the, on Monday and Tuesday, it, it, I'm going to be doing a, a live stream on Monday, but Monday and Tuesdays, I usually are devoted entirely to data collection. So um, that, that just gives you an idea. I mean, I've got to collect all the data before I can write about it. I can't even imagine the work that goes into, like I said, when I do those little primetime previews, there's a lot to go on. And I just kind of highlight the top players that you need to be paying attention to back and forth a little bit. I mean, kudos on all that. Now, Major, we're over to you here. I know you're busy, man. Like you said, you're working, writing, busy. What's some of the stuff on your on your YouTube playlist that, that you can share with us? Listen to podcasts, any, any favorite uh, YouTubers? What you got going on over there? All right. Well, I'll tell I'll tell you about one that that I, that I love. I love it. I, I just I like to see people in pain. And before you jump <laughs> to conclusions, let me explain. I like to see people in pain, and and who I like to see like celebrities in pain. And so one of my favorites is Hot Ones. If you have if you have yes. not seen that, gotta check it out. Great one. Everybody, we're talking Travis Kelsey. We're talking. I mean, all kinds of people going and and hitting that hitting up uh, Hot Ones and. 
Um, and and actually, I, uh, Graham Barfield and myself, we're going to be doing a we're going to be doing a live stream at some point in the future. Um, he's he's right in the middle of moving. Otherwise, we pr- probably would have already done it. But so we we're gonna we're gonna have the entire lineup. We're gonna have all ten of the hot wings, and we're gonna have uh, we're gonna go through and we're gonna try to do um, a draft. I don't know if it's gonna be an underdogs draft or a best ball tens, but we're gonna do the hot wing the the ten wing challenge while we're drafting, and we're gonna try to talk about football during the live stream. It's, 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 you know, obviously we're stealing it from hot ones, but we're trying to, we're actually trying to reach out to them, see if they'll give us a retweet or something, you know? Yes, um, yes, and, yes, yes, please. Before yeah. you go any further, please, yeah. can we please get Matt on there? This is right up Matt's, Matt on this show. He does any and everything that hurts and burns and haircuts. He does all the stuff, the shirt off. We need him on there with you guys. I want to see his nose, his eyes, his face turn red about to explode i have to see this okay how about this how about how about i'll do the one with graham because because it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna take quite a bit everything that we have just to complete this draft but i'll come and i'll do the same thing with you matt how about that oh, and then and then major we'll, we're gonna need you too because just like with graham we're gonna have to have somebody in the background ready to come in and help us out if we can't talk <laughs> And, and and I'm telling you, I'm gonna snot and tear all exactly. over myself on these things. Um, but I'm I, okay. So I had COVID. I've I've had it three times now. The second time I got it, um, I lost my sense of smell. It's gone, still gone. Um, but I still feel the pain, right? <laughs> I still feel it because I. So so I, I thought we were gonna be doing it for the draft, Graham and I. And so I went to a barbecue place down the road and I got their hottest stuff, man. And, and their hottest, their hottest wings. I, I came back home. I ate them. I was like, man, that's like nothing. I didn't eat anything that day. I'd been working all day, man. My stomach felt like I just ate. I just drank acid. It was it's awful. Two battles. I was in you got so much two pain. battles. You got oh, the battle awful. one. You got to like first survive the burning of the mouth and nose run. And I, and the second battle is, Later on that night, that stomach yeah. battle. <laughs> so it's two different things you got to defeat in that. Yeah, there's that old saying: "Hot goes in, hot comes out." That's <laughs> That's, it. It's so true, man. And you'll be like picking your teeth of you know getting a little piece out. You're like, oh, now my mouth is burning again. Yeah. You know, it's it's crazy. But uh, really, I, I I do I love hot stuff. So Matt, let's do it. I'll, I'm gonna do one with with Graham. I'm also gonna be doing the same thing. Um, with my guy Josh Chevalier, who does the the college football product with me, we're gonna do one as well. We still got plenty of time before the football season gets here, and I'll do it with you as well. And 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 we'll just we'll just run this back and and do a hot wings challenge or something. We can talk about football, or we can do a draft, whatever you want to do. Oh, it's gonna be ugly because I don't do spicy at all. I don't do hot at all. It, it it will be ugly. I've literally waxed my chest though live on the show before, like. We've done that. So pain, pain's nothing I'm used to. I mean, like you said, I've got eight kids, so I know what pain's all about. Yeah. Now, what I need to know, because this is this is important here, especially with Major as a witness, who is the best-looking person on the Fantasy Points payroll that you met at the Fantasy Football Expo? Oh. <laughs> well, he didn't meet me at the Expo, but, like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty hot, so I don't know. Go ahead, Wes. Oh, you're so you're talking – okay, so not – not just uh not stats you're talking yeah oh man that's a tough one because honestly i 
I, I've never met you before, Major, until now. Um, and so the only other person I met other than my, you know, I'm not counting myself, was you, Matt. Uh, I, see, oh, I thank you, Wes. Thank Matt, you. Hey, you're so dirty, dude. You're, you're so dirty. You're the only one that I knew that had any, <laughs> any affiliation to Fantasy Points because I was the only full-timer to show up. Matt, you're so dirty, dude. Like I like Major, you heard hey, it. I'm just saying hey, you clever. You're a clever, sneaky guy there. But let's let's not deal with his foolishness. Let's get back on track, man. Was there any interviews you ever done that you went into it thinking one way about a person and left um feeling differently about that person, even like good or bad? Like you may have heard someone's a jerk and you met him, like, oh, he's actually really a nice guy, or vice versa. Uh, you know, no. Um, no, no, everyone's been everyone's been pretty nice. Okay. I mean, okay. I'm going to rehash this and, uh, you can go back and watch the footage if you want. So I didn't, I didn't, uh, exactly leave on good terms with everybody at PFF. There's some people that I, I still had some beef with day one of the draft this year. There might've been somebody at the very end of the live stream that really pissed me off that I didn't know was going to come on there, that just so happened to be one of those people from PFF that I didn't really care what he said. It was going to piss me off anyway. <laughs> um, but I knew going in, he's a dick, you know, and, and I, I came out knowing the same thing, even though, you know what, he's, he's a guy that taught me some really important uh, football uh, you know, some football, uh, 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 knowledge, but I don't care. I, I don't, I don't like being disrespected and, uh, this guy, he did it. And so till he apologizes, that's how it's going to be. What have you learned through fantasy football and what has fantasy football taught you about yourself? Well, I don't like to lose. I know that. And, um, I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this, but there's a way I approach every fantasy league. And, and it's, it's a similar approach that I use in life is I never quit. Uh, I never, I never tank. I never, I never uh, try to try to lose games so I can improve my draft position. I don't care if there's only one player that's good that in the next class, you're going to get 100% my best lineup every week. Now this past year I did uh, one of the few times in my life there was a it was actually one of our fantasy point leagues and I forgot to set my lineup and it was in the playoffs. I don't know how I did it. I I thought I set it but I didn't set it. Maybe I didn't click the button or something. Something happened. Uh, it was one of the, I mean maybe two or three times in my lifetime. I'm usually so uh so strict about that and I forgot to set my ended up you know, going into a lineup or going into the the fan, the playoff week with guys that weren't even playing. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, just yeah. I, you, if when you when I'm in your league, you're getting my best every week. There's no excuses. Um, you're gonna, you know, and I wasn't making excuses for that loss. That guy, he came away feeling like he beat me because I didn't say anything about you know not setting my lineup. But uh, yeah, I never, I never tank. I never. I never try to try to manipulate draft position. It's it's um, it's something that I that I follow in life as well. Something I teach my kids is uh, we don't quit. We don't we don't get psyched out. Um, you know when stuff is tough. When when you know times are difficult. 
that's when you got to put your that's when you got to you got to put your best foot forward that's when you need to when you need to overcome transcend excel well speaking of those rookie drafts those rookie positioning 200 plus rookie profiles courtesy of nfl films greg cassell strengths weaknesses nfl transitions there rookie rankings prospects from the 2023 class debbie rankings you can find this all where at fantasypoints.com with their draft prospect guide which wes you were a major part of this year again 25 dollars all you need when it comes to the whole rookie class now i mentioned that because some of those names in there are the joe dolans graham barfields scott barrett here john hansen greg cassell now we know relationships are important in this industry who are some of those people that you respect that have helped you along the way? Well, uh, first name has got to be Mike Clay. Uh, there was uh, when I when I first started at PFF, I was in, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm not I'm not trying to make myself sound like a somebody because it it's almost you you've got to be a fantasy Hall of Famer before uh, people really even know who you are in this industry. Um, but but even before that, before I before that I was even anybody know who I was at PFF. Uh, you know, I, 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 uh, I had an opportunity with Mike Clay, you know, he, he said, I need somebody to, I reached out to him. He said, I need somebody to, to write up my, my college product, somebody to just take it and run. And, uh, so I wrote him up some examples and he just loved it. And, and, um, he was one of my biggest supporters and, uh, you know, so I got a, I got a shout out to him and then, you know, um, he might be one of the most evil people that I've ever met and that uh, I dislike with just a terrible, terrible feeling inside me. That's probably, that's definitely very unhealthy, but Jeff Ratcliffe in your roundabout way, you helped me along the way. And then, uh, uh, you know, Scott, Scott Barrett, we worked at PFF. He was on the fantasy side. He wasn't doing the, the scouting analytics stuff, but he, you know, he, we became friends. Um, we, we, we chatted all the time on Twitter, and then you know when it when uh, it just it just life brought us down the road, and you know we he left PFF one year, the next year I left, and next thing I know, I'm like uh, you know reaching out to him, and I end up writing for him, and then you know here we are. So definitely, definitely Scott Barrett, and then and then John Hansen, you know uh, Scott, he can only do so much. John Hansen. Um, you know, he's, he's the real, he's the real, uh, head honcho here at fantasy points and, and he believes in my work and, um, uh, he's a great guy. He really is, you know, he, he's got a very unique personality, but, um, it, it, it he's, it, when you, when you get past, uh, the, the, you know, just the, the outer personality shell that he has, he's really a nice guy, really genuine, really, really a sweet guy that, that means very well. And, and, um, such a great guy to work for. Um, so, I mean, those, those, those are the four guys I would say that, uh, that I appreciate the most, even though only three of them that I can say that, that I, that I have any type of love for. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so one, one last piece of advice for those of us trying to make it in a fantasy football industry, and then also your best piece of advice for uh, like a parenting, parenting advice. Parenting advice. Uh, it's probably the one that I struggle with the most and that's patience because, uh, man, just being a parent is difficult. And it's, mm -hmm. 
that they test you in so many ways um, and it's so rewarding, but yeah, patience. I, I just, the patience and love, you just, you got to hug your kids. You've got to, they, they need to know that you love them and that, that you're there for them, no matter if you're mad at them or, or disappointed that you're, that you're 100%, uh, you know, their biggest fan in life and that you'll be there for them, you know, to the end. Um, my last breath, I'll, I'll love my kids just, the, they're my prized possessions in this world. Um, but as far as like fantasy goes, um, yeah, I, if, if, you know, depending on the format, uh, you, you definitely, if you're, if you're, if you're going against sharps, you've got to do the work. You can't go against sharps and, and cut corners. So don't even try save your money, find a different league. Um, if you, if you're playing against your, you know, your home buddies and, 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 and it's, and they're right around your, your, uh, your difficulty level, uh, you know, t t definitely, definitely try to try to find an advantage. You've got to have an edge. You've got to have an edge. Um, uh, you, you, you can't just rely on luck. You've got to uh, you've got to do something to to, you know, to to get to get a leg up on everyone else. And, um, and, and, and you know, for me, it was always um, I would always avoid the rankings from around the industry and I would do my own, but, you know, then again, it was, it was a situation where I always, um, I always spent a lot more time looking at watching football and stuff. It was just always something that I, that I always thought was important. So that was my advantage, but there's other advantages that you can have. Um, you can go into the entire process without watching a single snap of football and, and you might be able to find that edge just through analytics um, there, there is an edge out there that, that you can find that you're good at that, uh, that can, you know, help you overcome your comp. Uh, that's great advice. And now we've kind of come to the conclusion of today's show. Wes, uh, thanks again for coming on here. Talk a little bit about your story, getting a little bit of a better understanding of the analyst behind fantasy points and all those great Debbie and those great articles over there. I mean, your work really speaks for itself. Uh, if, if you're watching this or listening to this right now, make sure to head over to fantasypoints.com. You'll be able to catch all Wes's work over there. I mean, it is Wes, you are criminally underfollowed. I know you don't do it for that admiration and all this kind of stuff out there, but I mean, more people need to know who you are out there. I mean, more people need to be following because you are putting out some of the best work in the industry today. And I, I appreciate the kind words, man. It, it means a lot. And, uh, you know, it's it, it's an honor to be in the industry. Just, you know, uh, it, just just to, to wake up each morning, to jump out of bed, to to know that that, oh, I'm working today. But guess what? I, I'm watching football. It's uh, it's something that I just love doing. Even when I'm in a bad mood, I it's I find I find my inner peace through watching football and breaking it down, writing about it. And, you know, uh, um, you know, I'm not going to say that it's going to be the, the flavor for everybody, but, um, you know, I, 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 my dog, she, I, I think she's, uh, she disagrees, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, so it's 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 an honor to even just, you know just coming on here and talking. I I love coming on podcasts and 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 live streams. I, I'm just this is the kind of stuff that I just enjoy. Um, you know, I, it, it, you know, I, I when I go on uh, John Hansen's radio show, I'll do a little bit of research. But honestly, it's it's mainly just I just enjoy talking about football and 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 I, I like I like the environments where we can just go back and forth and just. 
you know, discuss about discuss whatever whatever's uh, you know new and 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 passing around the industry. So yeah, it's it, it's a great opportunity for me. And and um, if if you, you got to read the stuff at Fantasy Points, even you just avoid my stuff. Just go read Scott Barrett, man. This stuff's ridiculous. Go read Graham Barfield. I mean, this is a guy that you want to talk to, that you want to that you want to know if you want to if you want to do some running back research. And then John Hanson, Fantasy Football Hall of Famer. I mean, this guy, uh, he's got some stories that would just blow your mind. Um, just, just ridiculous. So the people he's met, the, the, the life he's lived. I mean, he's like a walk. He's a living legend. And one of the best actors in television. We might as well throw that out there too. Yeah. <laughs> but again, uh, for Wes, for major, Hey, I'm Matt Dawn. This has been behind the grind presented by fastypoints.com, the media group there. And Hey, in the wise words, whether it's fantasy football or parenting, in the wise words of both Axel Rose and Wes Huber, all we need is just a little patience. See you next time.